You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 144, The Feng Shui of Secondhand Items. Welcome to episode 144 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. So check out our certification and be sure to sign up for our mailing list for free special workshops and opportunities to ask questions for the podcast. So welcome to this week's episode. And I'm trying something new. If you follow us on Instagram, I'm also recording it live on Instagram. So hi to Instagram peoples. And also, if you want to see Laura and I in action, we do post all the videos on YouTube as well. So you can follow our YouTube channel. What's our YouTube channel? Mindful, Mindful Design School. Mindful Design School. Okay, that's pretty easy. <laughs> so topic for today is feng shui of secondhand items. And Laura and I thought it would be relevant as we're in October and we're kind of moving into the fall and we have this feeling of spookiness with October, right? Spooky season. Yeah. Spooktober. Yeah. So, well, Laura, you're going to take the lead on this one. So, yeah. So we've talked about this in the past on other podcasts that we've done, but we thought secondhand items bring into this, this idea of predecessor chi, which is sort of a fancy way of saying energy that attaches to your stuff, right? And also, I think it's actually timely too. Thrifting is really popular right now. And I mean, antique hunting has always been popular, but I know my son, he's 16 and he is, he and his friends, like it's a thing now. I feel like it's becoming really popular. He loves to thrift. He goes in, you know, to find cool clothing and whatever. It's a whole thing. So it's also works with that as well. So you've got to think about what is the item and where does it come from? So we thought we could break it down into a few different questions about this. First is, you know, what do you need to consider when you bring a second hand item into your home? And so Angie, can I ask you, I want to ask you, when you hear the word predecessor chi, what do you think about? What does it mean to you? Well, first for the listeners, I get worried that it's a complicated piece of jargon. Mm -hmm. So that's why we named this episode the feng shui of secondhand items, but as feng shui consultants and the way that we were taught that phrase predecessor chi, like we use it all the time and it's just easy to take it for granted. So I just wanted to clarify that for the listeners and always make it accessible for them. But predecessor chi is the, it's kind of like the memories that live within anything because we're all made of energy and vibrations, whether it's a person or an object like a piece of furniture, or it could be something, an object like a crystal that has so many memories, right? So the older the object, the more predecessor chi, or the more memories or vibrations it contains. And then there's newer things that are created with less memory and also land. The land can have memory as well. So I think that's very timely because yes, young people are very much reconsidering how to purchase and reuse things rather than just purchasing new. 
and upcycling things and having things recycled or a second life rather than throwing things away. And it's also important when we look at even the land, knowing that like that people are recognizing the indigenous names and the peoples of land. So all of this is tied together and it's very relevant right now to what people are concerned about. So predecessor chi can be a really expansive topic. It's not just about, I brought a pair of jeans home or a book home, but it can be about that. So it's as simple as like, you brought this back or you were given, or this is one that's really, that people really tap into. You were given something here's what I hear a lot. It's like, I was given this object from my mother-in-law and I didn't want it. And now it's in my home. And now me and my uh, partner are divorced. And so there's, there's all this energy and memory put into that object, but then it can be very subtle and, and like, it just has subtle vibrations of the energy of the person who held it before. So that's my long answer. That's a good answer. And yeah, I think you touched on a bunch of different things. And I think it's just good to take a more nuanced approach to this rather than just sit there and say, "Uh oh, like I brought in a book from something and I'm worried that whoever had it before had bad juju, basically. And I think the way we would like our listeners to take away from this is to take the concept of that and turn it on its head. Yes, we are going to talk about you know, how to clear them. We're going to go top line on how to, you know, some easy ways, but really start thinking about this as bringing in secondhand items into your home is, is positive because, you know, you're going to bring it in. If you give it a function and a new life, that in itself is a way to change it, right? So changing its pattern, bringing it in, deciding that this is what it's going to do for you, setting the intention that you have this perfect spot for it and you love it. That's really powerful. And so your feelings about it, I think, are really important. And it does really speaks to the fact that we have to be really mindful about what we bring into our homes. And although, you know, some people go out and shop and buy a bunch of cheap new clothing, actually people can do like some people are really big into like and just getting stuff like cheap deals and finding these things. So you have to be really mindful about what you're bringing into your home because it was in someone else's house. And so, you know, when you bring it in, you're taking someone else's, whatever they, however they felt about it, and you're bringing it into your own home. So yes. So think about that, but also honor and respect it and give it a new life. And then we are going to talk about if you feel, and you can clear it if you want to as well. Yeah. And and you talked about another thing you said about, you know, how you inherited something, let's say from your mother-in-law. For me, I have you know, I have a lot of, not a lot, but I have certain items that I want, I really wanted from my own lineage, from my own family, because for me, it gave me a connection to my, my heritage. So for me, it's really powerful. And that actually, in some of the practices, when you're doing ancestral connections, having those items are really important. I've actually got them set up on a little altar where I have a photo of my grandmother and my grandfather. I have you know, an item that I actually have all of her handwritten recipes that she, you know, that had been going through the family and the generations. And I've kept that in that area. I light a candle to it. I have, you know, gold necklace that she gave me. So, you know, there's a real power to having items that were cherished by someone else and, and you're bringing that energy in too. So there's a lot of different ways to think about this. 
So you should definitely feel good about your grandmother's, you know, credenza that you've been wanting and you love and you had such great feelings and you, you adored her and she was such a great influence in your life. That is that that's good. You're good to go. Like, that's great. But it's when maybe you're a little, you know, wondering what do I do and how do I think about thrifting and antique hunting from people that I don't know? Yeah. Well, and there's also one other thing that I want to touch upon is that one of our teachers, Barry, Gordon would always say that even if something has maybe a negative energy to it, it may not be negative for everybody. Just like some homes are, have something that's considered not the best feng shui for most of the population, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a person that would benefit from that particular situation. So it's always being able to look at life from different perspectives and not just black or white. This is bad energy. This is good energy, which is really an easy tendency to fall into as humans, but to really see both sides, see those are both sides of the same coin. So in recognizing that something has really great, like maybe has great memories or great predecessor chi attached to it, or if you have something with challenging predecessor chi, maybe there is a reason for it. Maybe it supports you. And, and then maybe when you recognize that has helped you for some reason. So just be mindful and consider that. But that said, it is just in general, a good idea. Like, you know, I get a lot of secondhand books. You have secondhand books or any kind of items to consider that it has the energy of the bookstore it was in, the store it was in, the storage unit it was in, or the people that lived with it. But it also has like the energy of the people that made it. And, and, you know, this goes for food too, like all that vibration, like that's why we want to try to eat and purchase as sustainably and as healthy as you can and ethically, because, you know, like I, I really believe that if you have eggs that were if you eat a, if you can afford it, eat the best quality like food or eggs that you can, because if the chicken was really unhappy and then created an egg that was really unhappy, and then you're eating, you're, you're just continuing that energy and bringing it into your body. Yes. So we can, let's, let's talk about things that you can think about and maybe just three things I'm going to just do top line three things that you can think about when you're thrifting or when you're antique hunting and when you're going to obviously bring these objects home and you're really excited about it so first of all I would say you know don't just pick it up to pick it up I really and I have to tell I will tell you that I am the queen of thrifting like and antique hunting like I have a lot of antiques in my home I I love it I don't know my dad was really into it so like we just did it growing up. And I love looking for old, you know, everything, but I do have to stop myself when I'm somewhere and say, honestly, Laura, do you really need this thing? Or you're going to probably throw it out or it's going to go back to the secondhand shop in six months. So I have to stop myself. There are people, you know, you out there know who you are. So you need to really check yourself and figure out if you really do need this item just because it's so cool. Like I have a problem with chairs I have so many mid-century modern chairs in my house. It's unbelievable. And when I see one, I cannot not buy it. Like, especially, you know, the Danish, anything, anything teak, I just, I buy it. So at one point, no word of a lie, I had 20 chairs that were not doing anything. 
so I had to, you know, let them go, but they were all amazing. And I was sad to let them go, but I, they didn't serve a purpose. So that's number one, honor and respect it. So you are bringing something into your home that could have meant a lot to somebody, or they paid a lot of money for it, or there's a whole story there. And, you know, just know that again, you're bringing it into your home for a reason. It's going to serve a purpose. Like you're going to literally wear it because it's a great sweater or, you know, it needs to like, I don't know, it's going to hold your books, whatever it is, honor and respect it, give it a job. Think about clearing it. If you feel you need to, there are some items where you really, I, I honestly do not think you need to clear anything that came from your grandmother or your mother or people that you had great relationships with. I think you want to keep that in it. So don't, don't do that. But from an unknown item or an item that you feel is loaded energetically, clear it. And we'll walk through that in a second. And then the last is giving it that place, that special place in your home, which connects to that idea of honoring it. Even if it is a piece of clothing, making sure you have space for it again. And this actually plays into clutter, which is a whole other thing, but, you know, making sure that you have the space for this item and honoring it in your home. Yeah. Those are really important. I, you know, also I realized I do buy a lot of secondhand clothing too. Yeah. I was just there yesterday actually. And I, I stopped myself. I also have a thing with vintage leather jackets, like really old ones from the 1970s. Now they're all really hard to come by. Like when I was in, when I was going to university, I had like four or five, I even had like a full length one that was like, it was so cool. And I love them like those or suede, those suede little jackets, like from the the 70s, 60s and 70s. Anyway, I had a whole bunch of them. So I'm always looking for them. And I, so I have to stop myself. Okay. I, I digress. I saw my neighbor's chihuahua walking today with a little bomber fake oh. leather jacket. It was really <laughs> Pearl needs that. I know Pearl needs that. Pearl's badass. She needs a little leather jacket. Okay. So let's talk about really easy ways to clear the secondhand item. Now we will say that there are, as feng shui practitioners, we do have more advanced techniques that we use. If we feel that for the predecessor, Chi, as Angie mentioned of the property of the home, you know, yes, obviously of the, you know, bed or whatever it is, um, we will use certain techniques that are transcendental based. And, you know, we teach that in our program with our students, but there are still ways that you can work with it, you know, really simply. And honestly, like in a way mundane, like it makes sense. So I'm going to say, number one, you buy, especially you buy a piece of clothing or something that can be wash it, like just wash it. And, you know, that does a lot, (laughs) you know, giving it a good wash, you can add salt, you know, salt, is very powerful if you want to, but washing it does, does a lot. Yeah. Hanging um, it in the sun. Yes. Well, that's, that's on your list here too. Yeah. Sunlight. Sunlight is very clarifying and in feng shui sunlight is yang energy. And actually the, the feeling of predecessor energy is very yin because it's related to the invisible world and it can be related to stale energy. So yin is with kind of without life where Yang is very vibrant. And so sunlight can transform an object and clear it of energy. And also on a mundane level, I think there's study, there's definitely been studies done where like sunlight can actually detoxify, can eliminate bacteria. So mm-hmm. it goes on both levels and it can freshen up any object that you have too, just placing it in the sun. And if you can't, if you don't want to damage it from sunlight or you're worried about washing it, 
or wiping it down with salt water. That's another one. So you can actually like wipe down walls with salt water, but you need to be careful that you don't wreck whatever it is you got. So, you know, a piece of jewelry or some type of antique, you can use smoke. So it could be, you know, whatever type of incense you can or burning, you know, something that, that makes sense to you, you know, cedar or, you know, even rosemary or anything like, or Palo Santo, if it's ethically mm-hmm. sourced. Yeah. And or juniper, like juniper. Yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of items that make yeah. sense. Yeah. Botanicals and they make sense to you um, and your background or your heritage. Like for me, rosemary is really powerful. And I also like just burning incense, you know, plain old incense. Cause it's really good. And so, you know, that's great for jewelry. That's great for just wafting it around a particular piece of furniture And then, you know, you can set the intention that it is clear. You're clearing it while you're doing this. Like make it a, make it a ceremony, right? Like really be, this is the reason you're doing and, and, you know, maybe open a window or, or do it outside or something just to let, you know, any stale chi out, but yeah, you're going to set the intention around it, make it a ceremony, clear it. And then boop, that's it. Don't get too hung up. Yeah. And it's in my Buddhist practice, there's oftentimes that we will pass things through smoke. It's a purification. And, and, it, and again, this makes sense on a mundane level too, because for instance, people use smoke to purify and preserve and kill off bacteria for food and store food long-term. And it is also used for many different purifications. So Yes. Just like you can even just literally pass it through the smoke of a flame, even like a Mm -hmm. candle. And the thing with the salt water is interesting Mm -hmm. too, because salt is actually a crystal and it has many, many facets to it. So it has the ability to like, if you use like some salt on like a wine stain, right. It actually extracts the wine. So a salt has a, is a crystal with many, many different facets. It has high surface area and it's able to absorb and to take in any kind of energy or difficulties. Right. But also, you know, it's sometimes it's okay to just let things go too. If, if it's not working for you, like I mentioned clients, like I had a client recently who had a very lovely curio cabinet that she loved It was right in the center of her home, which we call the Tai Chi, which affects all the different areas of your life. And it was right front and center when you walked in and she put things in there that were valuable to her in in this glass curio cabinet. But then it also had these items that were related to sadness and challenges and judgment from other family members and her divorce. And while it's totally okay to, of course, hold things in your life and there's nothing wrong with sadness, but if there's a lot of difficulty and challenges, don't be afraid to let it go. It's kind of like letting go of those jeans that you have, those high school jeans that you'll, you hope to fit into one day, right? There's so much emotion caught up in that. And I like to say that when you hold on to those one day, I'll fit into them jeans, you're, you're, it's literally you holding on and you're holding on to the weight as well. It's like that same feeling of holding on, not letting go. And once you can release things, 
you can also begin to release other things you don't need, like weight or maybe difficult people in your life, whatever it is that you're working with. So if it's not working for you, it's okay to let it go. You know, I went on this trip once, Laura, with my friend. We drove around the South. We did, took a road trip and we went to a lot of thrift stores. And it was kind of crazy. I saw so many things that I used to have. I was like, and I never like thought, I was like, wow, we used to have those cups growing up. Oh, I used to have that. And it was in like these, so many different versions of it at the thrift stores. And we have so many things that come in and out of our lives, but to let things go is really a great teaching. Like I read recently in this book by Norman Fisher, he says that impermanence makes everything precious. So that when you're able to let things go or bring new things in your life, to acknowledge it. And like Laura said, like, think about it, recognize your feelings about it, respect it, honor it, and allow it to be a precious new addition to your home or, or a precious goodbye from your home away from your home. Yes. And I want to ask before we close, what, if you did keep your jeans from high school, what kind of jeans would they be? Uh-oh, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like thinking about it because I know the jeans that we wore in university are really hot. Like I'm looking at the jeans now and it's these wide leg, like uh-huh. really wide leg, like holy, like holy 90s. But I feel like high school was, I mean, that was 80s for me. So I feel like the bottom of my jeans had zippers like that zipped up, you oh, know, like, yeah. or like the Parasuco. Do you remember those ones? Like the black, I feel like that was- like the bottom had a little zipper that, and they were pretty tapered legged. Yeah. Legs. Tapered legs with the zipper and yeah. guess. Yes. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. Guess jeans. Yes. Yeah. Everyone had so, the guest jeans in the eighties. So, so we're you can, <laughs> I want, I imagine if I still had my, I wouldn't not fit into them, but also I don't think they would look well. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, I like you know- that imagery. I want, I just instantly wanted to know what, what were Angie's high school jeans like? Well, I never wore wide leg jeans, but you met, I did have friends that were ravers in mm-hmm. college and they mm-hmm. had those huge jeans. Where you oh, the huge like, ones. They went straight down. Like, yeah. <laughs> they had, like, like I feel to, like, like they're borderline coming back. Like I'm looking at are. some of these jeans, like not you know, quite that much, but I was high waisted. I was seventies. I guess I was chatting. I was texting with uh, Tamsin Lee and she, we were, we were talking about how resistant we are to moving to those wide leg jeans, but I bought some. I'm so, I'm so resistant. I bought some. Did you buy some? Yeah, Good I have you. some, but then like, I know, it's hard because I'm like walking and there's so much fabric. I know. I just don't know what shoes to wear. Anyway, I know, it's I a lot, it's a whole thing. And uh, anyway, I know I'm really having trouble. I'm not, I can't let go of my skinny jeans, but anyway, well, that's, that's a, maybe that's a different, maybe the feng shui of skinny jeans or skin of jeans is like another episode, but there's a lot there. Yeah. Well, next time we'll, we'll, we'll show off some new jeans. I did buy some. They're really cute. They are cute, but you have to wear like tall shoes or I'm too yeah, short. I, yeah. Anyway, it's... people don't want to hear us. Blah, blah. No. Right. Okay. Well, thank right. you everyone for so much. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to our podcast and to this particular episode of the holistic spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. 
You can find us on different podcast applications, and you can always support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week.